What does shifting gears in your car have to do with your walk with God? Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. And as always, we love to leave a nightlight on for you. That nightlight is out of the book of Psalms, chapter 78, verses 70 through 72. He chose David, speaking about King David, also his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. God took David on a very particular journey. David starts out the story in 1 Samuel chapter 16 as a shepherd watching out over the sheep in the hills surrounding Bethlehem. And then he is anointed by Saul, or excuse me, by Samuel to be the replacement for King Saul when God deposes Saul. How is he going to get from where he is a watcher of sheep to where he's the sovereign king of all of Israel? And not only will he become the king of Israel, he will become the best king of Israel, the, the king that all other kings are judged by. So that when you read about the end of the life of a king in the Old Testament narratives of uh, Samuel and Chronicles and, and uh, that sort of thing, what you find is they say he walked after his father David or he walked not after his father David. They compared the other kings to King David and he became kind of the benchmark of excellence within the kingship, that role of kingship. So how do you get from being a shepherd boy to being a king? There are a lot of shifting of gears that goes on. Now, if you've ever taught a young person how to drive, this shifting analogy will make sense to you. When I was teaching Tony and Hannah, uh, I was trying to teach them on a standard. They almost don't make standards anymore, but I don't know if you remember teaching a teenager on standards. You end up almost getting whiplash back and forth because they, they get in the car and they don't know how to adjust the gas and the clutch at just the right uh, manner or time. And they end up either giving it too much gas and it stalls the car out or they give it, they pop the clutch a little too soon. It jerks the car forward forward because they're they're laying on the gas and man it's you're just whipping back and forth lurching almost jumping up and down in the car and and the, the teaching how to make those shifts those transitions from first to second third fourth and on up into fifth or reverse if you need that teaching them how to do that was no easy task and one of the things that my brother Norman and I have realized is that there are shift points in our lives that if we don't get right, we can cause a wreck. Uh, we can get, we can lose traction where we can't get where God wants us to be. We can cause a wreck where we end up, if I don't get the transition right, I can end up creating not only havoc in my own life, but havoc in the lives of my family and others that are around me who have been influenced by me. And so we're, we're working on writing a book on, it's really a shift points what we can learn from an ancient Hebrew hymn about making life transitions, about making some many shifts and some major shifts in life. And some of the many shifts out of Psalms chapter 37 that I've been studying as I'm getting ready to write this book. One is a shift from fretting to uh, faithful 
faith in God, trust in God, where, where we move away from worry into faith in the God of the universe. So sometimes you come up against situations, and Psalms 37 is replete with them, of individuals that seem as though the wicked are getting away with it. And, and uh, Warren Wiersbe says that David is perhaps pinning this hymn as a song to teach Solomon about the transition into kingship and how even though sometimes it looks like the evil are getting away with things, they're really not. And he doesn't want Solomon to live in this fearful, worried state. He wants Solomon to move forward in faith and courage. And boy, what a subtle shift that is. It's a significant shift though. And I think every age and stage of our life can be enhanced if we can make these many shifts away from fear to faith, away from worry to confidence, and say, God, even though I can't trace your hand, I can trust your heart. And God got David all the way through these various stages where he was a a singer for Saul to calm down an evil spirit. He was a soldier for Saul in, in defeating Goliath. He became a berserker warrior that was out leading military campaigns. Uh, he, he was eventually sought by Saul because Saul was jealous of him and wanted to kill him. And all, every stage in David's life was preparing him for this ultimate long game of being the king. God has got a long game for your life, my brother, my sister. I want you to hold on to that. And so maybe you're thinking, look, I can't be a David. You don't have to be a David. David might have not have, not have been able to be you. All you've got to do is be you with excellence and allow God to help you with those shift points. And you're going to begin, once you begin to make these subtle shifts from fear to faith, from worry to confident living, you're going to begin to experience a wholeness and passion in life that will be radically transforming to you. It's going to innervate you. It's going to energize you. You're going to move from drudgery to delight. You're going to move from cowardice to confidence and so many things. And boy, we're excited about this book that we're putting together. Pray for us as we do it. We're first time authors. We're not. Uh, Norman has written a book before. Uh, I haven't. So I'm, I'm, I'm the newbie at it. But we're going to get this together and it's going to be a blessing to people in some of the major areas of their life. So be in prayer for us as we put this book together. Uh, let's pray. Dear Lord God, I do pray that you'd be with these dear ones under the sound of my voice. I I know, God, that you've got great and mighty things in store for them. God, you didn't abdicate the throne of the universe when COVID came out of China in February. Somehow, we've got this... this, sinking feeling that we're left alone and God you have got this in the palm of your hand there's not a moment of this that's been outside of your control and we just trust you with this and we trust you with everything that's going to transpire in the coming months you're the good God of the universe and nothing has ever surprised you We come to you asking that you would just show us what your long game is for us and help us to make these many transitions that we learn about in Psalms 37 in our life so that we can be the men and women, boys and girls that we need to be in these last days that we could be a dynamic witness for you and do great exploits for our God. Thank you for these dear ones. I pray that you'd bless them tonight. Let them rest well. Let them know that they can go to sleep because you're taking the night watch for them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for watching tonight. Oh, the cows are mooing. I'm over by a field today. The cows, I couldn't find any sheep, but there's cattle that are out here.